Hi, and welcome back to Memories Unleashed. So, this episode is going to be focusing on something that I had mentioned in the previous episode, which was a trip to the UK, more specifically to London. Now, I would love to go over the entire trip and what I did over there in full in just one episode, but I kind of pride myself into making these episodes consistently short just for easy listening. So while the entire trip would be a nice, big, large episode, I'm thinking I'm not going to do that. But instead, I'm going to talk about a aspect of the trip that I didn't don't really talk to a lot of people about, which was the flight over to London, because that was an experience in itself. So let's, let's start from the beginning. So I get to LAX, the, the big airport in Los Angeles, and at around 1.30, because I'm a dumbass and I like to over-prepare myself for a flight that doesn't take off until 5.30 in the afternoon, so I get there super early. Uh, it's really my first time traveling internationally by on my own, or at least without family involved. I've gone internationally before, but that's only to Mexico, and that's really just a short flight. I'm prepping myself up for a 10 to 11 hour flight across the Atlantic Ocean. First of all, across the continental US and then the ocean. <laughs> so I'm taking a lot of things into account here. So I'm overprepared and I don't think that's a bad thing, but uh, I do <laughs> just end up getting there way too early and I'm just kind of stuck in the airport doing a really whole lot of nothing, just pretty much sitting in the terminal waiting for my flight to be called up for about two hours. Now, the whole reason why I'm even going on this trip is it's for a class. It's for one of my main master's classes. So if you're unfamiliar with the term, a main master is basically uh, an extension of a class that goes beyond the end of the spring semester. So typically what this means is you go out to do either field research or go on a trip that basically... Um, involves you going out to the field and engaging with the subject that you learned about in the class that you took during the spring semester. So as you would imagine, my class dealt with London. Uh, specifically, it was a class about gender studies and sexuality in 18th century and 19th century London. So uh, yeah, it was, a very, it was a very interesting class, by the way. Um, we dealt a lot with research and studying firsthand accounts of what uh, men, women, and children were, and how they perceived gender roles and all these other things uh, about pertaining to sexuality in places of education, domesticity, things like that. And so a lot of our semester was basically revolved around doing a lot of research and Study, studying studying um, documents from that we found in the archives and in, in the libraries at USC. So this Maymester, this trip was our chance to do some actual field research, you know, about London in London. So yeah, very important context for you all. So anyway, back to the the flight. I'll go through security. It's a breeze. Like literally it takes like no more than 10 minutes to get through. So I'm already through. I'm looking for the terminal and I bump into my professor. She's already like gone through security as well. And so we meet up and we're like, all right, cool. We're going to wait for the others. Then we can as well just walk over to the terminal and we do so. And the terminal that we wait for is crowded with a whole bunch of people. Uh, 
And I'm overhearing like some of the conversations or at least attempting to, but everyone's like speaking like, like it's what I presume to be like French or Italian. And then I look up at the board with where the flights are showing up. And yeah, apparently there's two flights going out to like Italy. <laughs> so yeah, this is like the first time I'm like a whole big environment filled with a bunch of Italians. So that was a first. <laughs> So eventually, the Italians all leave the terminal and board their plane. So me and my professor finally have seats in the terminal. So we sit down and, rela- and relax. Uh, and then more and more of my classmates start arriving at the airport. And we finally meet up with everyone. So we're all accounted for. And we're just happily waiting at the terminal, waiting to board our flight. And about one hour before we're supposed to board our plane... Um, I ha- I come up with the idea to go and find a currency exchange station at the airport because I realized at that moment that I have no British money. So if I land, I'm going to have to um, be at the mercy of currency exchange rates in Britain. And from what I hear, it's very expensive to exchange dollars for pounds over there. So I figured might as well take care of that while I'm here. Uh, so I actually have a wad of euros on me, like about 400 euros. So I'm thinking I could probably just exchange these for pounds. It should be no problem. Uh, and you're probably wondering why I why I have a wad of euros on me. Uh, well, there's a very long story to that. But to keep it short, um, my dad tried to help me out and getting money for London before my trip. So he exchanged money exchanged some dollars at the bank and actually ended up getting euros instead and had to tell them no this this is not gonna work they don't use euros over there (laughs) so um i was like all right i'll take the euros and i'll see what i can do with them hopefully i can exchange them at the airport and i did and they didn't even charge me for the the currency exchange tax thingy that that people always complain about um, I guess since it wasn't American money that was being exchanged, I was exempt from that. So that was cool. So I ended up getting like about over 300 pounds. So yeah, I'm in the money. Uh, we're good. So once I take care of that, I'm at peace. I'm like, all right, now all I have to worry about is just getting through this flight. So the time finally comes for me and my class to board our plane and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, this is going to be a very huge test in both patience and physical endurance because we're going to be inside a high-pressure cabin up in the air for 12-plus hours while seated in what can I, I can only presume to be a very cramped seat, and it was a very cramped seat. Why? Because I got seated in the middle seat on in my row, so I was between two people for 12 plus hours now i knew this going into the flight and i'm thinking well that's that's just tough (laughs) that's i'm just gonna have to figure out a way to not complain about this and just make it through this flight just just as long as i can like entertain myself with in-flight entertainment like movies music i just do whatever i can and just indulge myself in in that and not think about the fact that my legs are going to be cramping up so hard somewhere above the Atlantic Ocean. And the, pl- and the plane eventually just takes off. And we're off. And I'm thinking, okay, there's no going back now. We're doing this. And the payoff is going to be great. 
but we just need to get through this flight. So we're like an hour into the flight and we get fed dinner because it's like 6.30 local time. Um, and it was a fine dinner. It was like a chicken curry meal. I enjoyed it very much. I mean, say what you want about airplane food, but that meal was like great. <laughs> At least to my stomach, I had I had no problem digesting that meal, so it was great. And it came with a cookie, so that's that's fine dining in my book. So I'm happy. So my stomach's full. I'm happily fed, and I'm thinking, all right, I think now is the time to like just zone out and just like put on some headphones and listen to. The playlist that I made for myself. It's like a 12 hour playlist. I'm thinking, okay, if we just play this playlist of music, I think we should just be able to get through the entire thing and the flight should be done with, right? So I do that and I'm just, I just zone out. So I'm just like, all right, this is fine. Okay. Just gonna completely ignore the fact that my knees are just trying to buckle up just a little bit. Okay. So that's, that's going on and that's fine. Until maybe about four hours in, we're <laughs> about to approach the the Canadian border, and all of a sudden there is an announcement from one of the pilots, basically asking if there's a doctor, a doctor on the plane. You now um you just expect that the, the plane has to land, has to make an emergency landing, and it did in the middle of Winnipeg, Canada. <laughs> so we were in Canada for about an hour or two waiting on the tarmac as this person, this passenger, had to get medical attention. So, lucky for them, Canada has free healthcare, so they should have been fine. The rest of us, however, we were stuck on the tarmac for two hours. It was literally no timetable of when we were supposed to start again on our flight. But that emergency landing just pretty much, like, killed off whatever, like, zone I was in. So... Yeah, eventually we're, we take off again after like an hour and a half in Canada and we, we resume our flight. The pilot announces that we're going to get there later than expected. So what should have been a, um, an 11 a.m. London landing ends up being like about like a 2 p.m., 3 p.m. landing time instead. So I'm thinking, that's great. Or is <laughs> I mean, not to sound selfish, but I'm just like, well, all right. That's, that's, it is what it is. I mean, these things happen. So a, a couple hours pass by, and I think we're about like somewhere around the eight hour mark of the flight. And we're off the coast of like Greenland. We're, we're approaching like Ireland. So we're very close now to landing. And my body just is super tired at that point. Because my body is like, still thinks it's in LA. It's running on LA time. And at that point, it's like approaching maybe like 3 a.m. in LA. And um, yeah, it wants to go to sleep. But if I took any look out the window, it's like morning time in that time zone. So my body is super confused as to what the, the course of action should be so i i'm just like we need if we need to go to sleep we should probably go to sleep uh but if you've ever been on the plane it is extremely hard to fall asleep especially if you're in the middle seat of your row 
because you can't really lean on anything because you might end up leaning on the person next to you and that's just going to be awkward and I didn't want any type of awkwardness with any one of, the, of those other passengers. I, I've made it up to that point of the flight without having any type of awkward interaction with them. So my priority is just sit straight um, in my seat, try to recline it back just a little bit without bothering the person behind me and just try to close my eyes and keep them shut with headphones on and not allow myself to get distracted and try to go to sleep. At the very least, just rest my eyes. I probably last maybe about half an hour until like turbulence starts to wake me up and I'm just thinking, well, okay, there goes my opportunity to take a nap. We might as well just stay up. And we do. And I'm thinking, all right, you know what? I'm going to probably just put on a movie and everything should just fix itself. Okay. We stay engaged with something that's not tiresome. And hopefully by the end of this film, uh, we land in London. So I watched the film. I can't remember the name of the film. It was, it, it was whatever. Uh, from what I remember, not too memorable. And during the, during this film that I'm watching, I get very hungry and I start to realize we haven't had a meal. We haven't been fed since we were in California. We're already like above like Ireland at this point. We're approaching like the, the, the actual United Kingdom. <laughs> so we've gone maybe about 10, 11 hours without properly eating a meal. So I'm super hungry now and I'm thinking, oh, that's just terrible air service on their part. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> they should just kind of kept feeding us, but, uh, whatever. Um, but it's fine though, because eventually they do give out the, the, the food carts with breakfast. So they start feeding us breakfast like at 11.30 um, Britain time <laughs> in the morning, 11.30 in the morning. So that's a very late time to give up breakfast. But you know what? They just barely, um, they're, they just barely uh, hit the time, the, the deadline for breakfast. So I'm thinking, I'm not even mad at them, okay? As long as they don't just give us breakfast past 12, it's fine with me. It's still considered breakfast. So it was like an English breakfast. Um, the English breakfast I always hear about, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fried egg with, with a tomato slice and some baked beans. <laughs> it was okay. It was all right. I preferred the chicken meal from earlier in the, on that flight, but that was, that was fine. Definitely satisfied my hunger. So not even mad at that. I continue watching my film and as I'm right towards the end of the film and the pilot finally announces that we are approaching London and we're going to be landing in about 20 minutes. I'm thinking, thank goodness we've made it. We're about to finally get to land on solid ground. And I'm thinking, wow, I made it under the weirdest and harshest of conditions for a commercial flight. We made it. My legs are destroyed, but we've made it and we're about to have a fine ass trip. And that is the story of my flight to London back in 2019. So <laughs> that's it. Thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate you for even taking the time to listen to these things that I call stories. 
let me know if you want to hear more about this trip because it's a it's a, it's a bit of a long trip. It's only about a week in London, and there's an extra week I took in Scotland, a personal vacation that I took. Let me know if you want to hear about that. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate the support. See you in the next one. Goodbye.